0: Welcome to Comic Book Herald's Cree Annotators. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of Comic Book Herald, and I'll be interviewing some of my favorite creators in comics about specific runs, graphic novels, or series, looking for their insights on inspirations behind the work. Today, I'm excited to welcome Alex Sanchez, renowned author and writer of You Brought Me the Ocean, a DC graphic novel focused on the origins of Jackson Hyde, AKA the teen who will become Aqualad, one of the most well-known openly gay characters in the DC universe. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I wanted to ask you right off the bat, how did this project come about? Uh, How did you get involved with with DC and with doing this graphic novel?
1: Well, thank you, Dave. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, so what happened was that uh, DC reached out to me, oh, I guess it was about uh, three years ago now, Uh, that uh, they were uh, rolling out uh, this new series of graphic novels, trying to reach an audience that doesn't traditionally read comic books. And uh, they were primarily, but not exclusively, uh, uh, you know, trying to reach uh, YA and and middle middle grade novel readers. But um, as we know, you know, there are a lot of adults now who also read uh, YA, so... Mm-hmm. they have uh, you know their their characters and they wanted to uh, tackle real life teen issues uh with their some of their uh dc comic characters and they had this one character aqualad and uh as uh, some of your re- readers listeners may know in previous versions of aqualad he identified as as gay but within, uh, you know, the 20 to 30 pages of a comic book or in the TV, Young Justice, they, they were only, weren't really able to go that in-depth into what his emotional journey was, his, his emotional story. And so they wanted to take take advantage of that in terms of, you know, a 200-page 200, 200 graphic novel. And so they started uh, asking around, well, who might be a good, a YA-oriented uh, author to to deal with uh, issues of sexuality and sexual orientation, and because of my history with Rainbow Boys and other other uh, teen novels uh, dealing with with those those issues, they thought they they my name kept coming up, and so they reached out to me, and and I got the the call, and then at first actually was an email, and I was like, wait a minute, is this a joke? DC Comics is, <laughs> is reaching out to me, and, uh, but no, we had a phone call, and they asked me to make a pitch, and so uh, they said, you know, don't worry too much about researching the character. We really want uh, you to make this character your own, mm. and so uh, I did a little bit of research and, and drive some of the elements from previous versions, but other than that, I really focused on, well, you know, if I wanted to tell this story, what's the story that I would want to tell? and so that's how it came about
0: that's interesting very cool so what's your history then with with the, the medium kind of with dc comics um i guess in particular in terms of you said you researched the character a little bit was comics something that you had on your radar or was it more just um hey this character is interesting i have an opportunity to tell uh to tell a story here
1: yeah, it was really even more the the latter. Uh, as as a, a boy, I certainly you know read a lot of comics, primarily the the Harvey comics, Car- uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost, and mm. uh, Wendy the the Good Little Witch, those kinds of comics. Uh, but uh, also growing up, my favorite one of my favorite TV series was the old Adam West Batman, uh, which was you know a very sort of campy. Uh, campy, fun take on superheroes, and I think you know when when it came to writing, you brought me the ocean. Part of what I wanted to do was was get that that fun element in there. Uh, you know that that yes, it was a superhero story, but that it could also be a lot of fun. And so even though it was you know DC you know was was trying to deal with real life teen issues, uh, at the same time have lots of fun fun elements in there.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, that comes through. I mean, it's not, um, there, there's heavy issues in terms of, of dealing with, you know, coming out for Aqualad, right. And just sort of find, right. figuring out who he is as a person. Um, one of the, one of the layers I really like in this book. So you brought me the ocean is, you know, it's essentially an, an origin story of sorts for Aqualad because right. he's simultaneously, uh, figuring out, um, you know, essentially like he's coming out as, as gay in high school, which is obviously a, Kind of a terrifying prospect right for a lot of people and and he goes to a school where there's there's open bullying and you know it's clear that this is a difficult thing for him to do as as you would expect but then he's also at the same time learning about his powers right so you've kind of got this thing um that like in comics we see this a lot uh where you know someone is just figuring out they have these powers what do you do with it and a lot of times it's almost a metaphor or it can be a metaphor for uh, you know, like learning, you know, more about yourself your sexual orientation, gender, whatever it might be. But in this case, he Probably. literally has both, <laughs> you know, how did you, how did you balance um, kind of the, like the thrill of, of discovering who he is with also that, like just the fear and kind of the worry that goes into these, these kind of two big secrets that emerge at the same time.
1: Well, that was, that, was a, that was a lot of the fun of writing this story. You know, when I, when I first started thinking about, well, what is the story that I want to tell? And I thought back, you know, as as a writer, I'm constantly drawing back to my own experience and my own struggles around my sexuality when, when I was growing up and how uh, validating, valuable it would have been to, to be able to have a, a queer superhero. When when I was growing up at that time, there, there weren't any openly queer uh, superheroes. And so I started thinking about, yeah, I I would want to tell that story. And it's sort of just organically, uh, the two, the two, those two parallel storylines started coming together. I think part of what happens is, is, you know, growing up a queer. So oftentimes we identify with superheroes because like them, you know, we so often have this secret identity, you know, no one, no one, I'm having these, these, Uh, attractions, but no one, no one else knows about this. And so I've got the secret. And uh, even, even nowadays for for young people, they can be living this sort of double life where, where they may be out at school, but not at home or out at home, but not at church. And so that, that whole double life secret identity. And then the whole idea of having to face a villain, you know, that as, as queer people, especially when we're younger, we face this very real, a supervillain which is homophobia and transphobia and having having to face that on a daily basis mm-hmm. now what's 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 so exciting is that you know from when when i was growing up to now there has been this tremendous cultural shift where there's you know so much more acceptance and and uh, visibility of of lgbtq people and at the same time you know uh, bullying and homophobia, transphobia still exist. And so part of my aim was, you know, to be able to capture all of that in in this story. And, you know, as I started writing the story, then those two tracks of of, uh, Jake Hyde discovering his superpowers and at the same time coming to terms with his, you know, sexual attraction to this uh, romantic attraction to this other boy, Kenny, they just sort of like, like, Just these parallel tracks of okay, let's focus on this one now. Now let's switch over to this one. Now let's switch over to that one, and it was just a lot of fun to to weave those two together.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's an effective balance throughout the book. I found um, where like there's there's tension. Yeah, no, it was was a good read. Um, There's tension kind of at every turn, and and despite that, though, it is like it is ultimately pretty positive, and upbeat. I I think you know, kind of like you mentioned that lighthearted um it's not necessarily like the the not in a wink camp of of batman 66 like you mentioned right, right. But it's got definitely a spirit of you know it's it's not dark by any measure um you're working exactly. with with artist uh illustrator julie moreau and and they're an incredible and accomplished illustrator and, and storyteller in their own right uh with blue is the warmest color i think being their most well known work how did you approach right. uh, collaborating with with an artist on this story especially someone like Julie, who is, who has done such amazing work elsewhere, because that's—I mean, you're you're most well known, definitely for you know the the writing process, which I imagine is is quite insular and internal. Um, maybe you'll tell me otherwise. Yes. But you know, here you have obviously you have a partner in crime. How did how did that go for you?
1: Well, it was a wonderful experience. You know, usually usually when I write a you know a standard text prose uh, manuscript, it's like it's me, you know, uh, by myself for you know. Two, three, however many years working on this, and then turning in the the complete manuscript to, to an editor, and then getting feedback, and and this was a very different process, in in terms of being so collaborative uh, with with Julie, and at the same time with a wonderful editor at, at DC, Sarah Miller, and so I never had that that uh, ongoing a collaborative uh, process in the development of a project with with anyone before and uh, at first it was a little scary because i hadn't done that so a little nervous there but it turned out it was just so energizing to be able to have that collaboration that you know exchange exchange of ideas and so what happened with with julie in particular is that usually when when i'm creating a character I have a vague idea of of what they they look like. They may have certain physical uh, characteristics that you know it will will impact impact the story in terms of their their character. But unless I'm working off a of photograph, it's a very sort of vague idea. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, for Julie, you know, I I gave them a, a you know this sort of sketch sketch outline of you know how I imagine the character. And then to see what they came up with. And one of the exciting things in the final book is that seeing uh, some of Julie's sketches at at the back of the book and how they developed uh, the characters, it was sort of this process of, oh, well, that's not exactly what I thought they would look like, but yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's really great. And then, as more and more sketches started coming, drawings, illustrations started coming. there was like I started falling in love with with uh, Julie's artwork. Just just how expressive and how much empathy they're able to to capture, and how dynamic and and the motion in the characters and the emotion. It it was just just phenomenal. So it was really. It, how oh, you know these characters that that you know I came up with but then that they were able to develop them. It was just such such an exciting process. And then the other part is, you know, I'm I'm sure you and, and a lot of your listeners are aware that, you know, comic books are or graphic novels are written in terms of uh, a script. And uh, so to see what Julie would do with the 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 panels in terms of you know the basic sort of well this is what happens in this panel and then to see how they would actually bring that to life and then the panels in which you know i my editor and i decided we don't really need dialogue here or we don't really need a caption here because julie's artwork was just so amazing amazing just just captured captured the moment
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. No, it sounds like a, a very positive process. It's a, it's a gorgeous book to look at. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic looking graphic novel. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear that that came so, so smoothly. Um, cause I know, definitely, yeah. you know, we, I think as readers, a lot of times we can take the collaboration aspect for granted, you know, cause it's, we get the final product and everything is put together tidally. Um, but it's no guarantee <laughs> certainly that that's actually how that plays out. So good to hear uh we get glimpses throughout this book of of superman black manta uh a reference to aquaman and then and then he shows up by the end um how did you determine how much kind of dc universe big superhero stuff to inject what in what is you know at the end of the day very much a a young adult you know high school um kind of romance book
1: well a lot of that was was thanks to uh uh sarah you know my editor that um You know, as I said, you know, they had asked me to really focus on the emotional core of the structure and uh, of the story and and the emotional interaction between the characters. And at the same time, to make it clear that this was the story was was happening and was set in the DC universe. So whenever I get sort of that sort of guidance from an editor, then that gives me sort of this creative puzzle to figure out, Okay, so how am I going to do this? And so that's that's how it came about. Of okay, how could I have these sort of uh, cameo appearances by these other DC characters, and yet still uh, place this, set this in in the much you know more mundane everyday universe of these particular uh, characters, set in you know this particular uh, town. So it was a lot of uh, you know figuring out that puzzle. And uh, there were times when the editor said, "Nah, that's getting too superhero Let's not let's not do that. Let's let's keep it more more realistic." And that's part of the value of an uh, editor is getting that sort of objective outside uh, feedback. And uh, they were, you know, really wonderful with that. And so, yeah, it does create. You know, some readers have told me, of, "of Well, it seemed like this could actually really happen because it is so realistic in terms of the day-to-day life, and yet there are these, you know, a uh, super superhero appearances."
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting that that the editor was even like scale back the superhero stuff. <laughs> a lot of times, the expectation would be that oh, you got you got to hit those beats because that's what everybody's here for. Um, when reality, exactly. it's not really the story that that's being told for sure um that's that's cool so it, in this book too there's I, one thing that really struck me is the relationship between jake and uh, maria is it, it, i just found it kind of eye-opening and an interesting perspective where you know maria essentially thinks that they're dating you know or, or at least she, she definitely wants them to be dating um and then of course over the the of course of the story we learn that you know jake is in fact gay and he's kind of learning this about himself and and how he wants to come out and all that um but it's it's interesting to me just their relationship as friends and and actually like when he reveals his water abilities to her you know she's like she's very relieved because she was, worried he was hiding <laughs> something else for example you know the fact that he's gay which which he is also hiding there's there's this incredible range of like intersectionality to all of these characters in this book um I was curious is that something that you like really make a concentrated effort to to weave into your stories? Um, and if so, kind of how do you how do you go about that?
1: It It is what happened was that, you know, with my uh, first book, Rainbow Boys, focused on a love triangle between three high school senior boys, uh, same age, same school, same community. So part of the challenge uh, with that book was, well, how can I distinguish uh, three boys who are so uh, similar in so many aspects? And one way was, you know, to drop on my own uh, uh, Mexican heritage and uh, Mexican-Cuban heritage and to make one of the uh, boys a Latino. So Jason Carrillo, he happens to be uh, a Cuban-American, but it's not about that. That's just part of who he is. Mm. But the tremendous feedback that I got from uh, Latino young leaders of how validating it was for them to see someone like them, like themselves in, in print. And uh so that impacted me, and ever since then, I thought, okay, so how can I, I bring in more uh, diverse characters in, into my writing? And what I found with uh, DC was that they were just so embracing of that, of like, yeah, 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 let's let's definitely do this uh, for for this book. And so uh, I think it's also so reflective of you know what's what's happening in in our society and in our nation as as it's changing and continuing to change and with young people now who are so much more aware of their identities and the the intersectionality of their identities so part of it was a, a, a conscious effort of of including that you know just in terms of well who the characters are as as individual characters but then also as reflections of of our country today and certainly of young people today and how they're exploring their identities in terms of whether it's uh, race ethnicity gender sexuality what it is and how much more aware they are of of their uh, identities and the intersectionalities in their identities so hoping that that you know the book uh, is a reflection of that
0: awesome awesome very cool yeah no it it definitely stood out to me it's something i took away and thought like this is this is clearly positive um in terms of how many you know how many different perspectives we're able to get through that uh this is kind of a goofy question and and moving in a different direction but within the first like 20 pages i had to ask how many water puns did you store up (laughs) (laughs) did you have a list
1: You know, it, it was more a, a a question of, I didn't realize how many we use in, you know, day-to-day <laughs> speaking. And and I guess they just came more to, you know, top of mind in the process of writing this story about these characters. They just happened to pop out and it's like, okay, well, I hope this isn't <laughs> too striking. But uh, again, just just having fun with it.
0: Cool. Cool. So this is the, the Aqualad origin story, essentially, you know, kind of by the end of the book and, and some spoilers here, if you haven't read it, I recommend going and doing so. Um, By the end of this, you know, we do, do learn Jake's origin, which is that Black Manta is his dad. And there's kind of the, the implication that, you know, they need to leave town, right? That's, that's the drama of the final act is, his mom pushing to leave town, you know, lest Black Manta find them. Uh, but we don't actually get to that point. So I'm wondering, like, are there plans for a sequel or more in this world or just for you writing uh, potentially like graphic novels in general?
1: So in terms of the first one, that's up to to DC. So we've uh, talked a little bit about it. And hopefully, you know, hopefully there will be a, a sequel, maybe even a series. Who knows? Uh, but uh, don't have a contract yet. So we'll see what happens with that. I would I would love to uh, explore these characters more. But uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Yep. In terms of graphic novels in general, I I I would love to. I'm I'm working on a couple of uh, uh, other projects now that uh, aren't aren't graphic novels. But I was so inspired by by Julie's artwork that it's taken me back to you know how much I love drawing when when I was a young person, and I think even my prose writing has always been uh, very visual. So. I've gone back to drawing now, and one of my projects is, uh, is a memoir. And I thought it could be a graphic uh, memoir until I realized how hard and how long it takes me just to do one drawing. I'm in awe that Julie was able to to crank out, you know, five pages of uh, four to six panels, you know, average per page every week. And it's like, I don't know how they did it. You know, it takes me a week just to do one one drawing. So it'll. I think it'll end up being an illustrated memoir, but uh, still, I'm loving the process and just learn so much from uh, working with with Julian terms and uh, you know how to capture. Uh, you know the old adage of you know a picture is worth a thousand words and and what can a picture c- capture so much better than uh, than than prose? And also just you know having in as part of my learning process just reading so many uh graphic novels and just uh, having become so excited with with how many are being created and produced now and and all sorts of different topics and just just loving it
0: cool cool no it's awesome uh i with the um with the increase like in in graphic novels um excuse me i lost my lost my train of thought there for a second uh, yeah, no, that's cool. I, I, think if there's, you know, more to you brought me the ocean or wherever it might be, that would be phenomenal. And you probably get this a lot, I would imagine with your work, you know, touching on, on, you know, essentially like, like queer individuals, especially young queer individuals, seeing themselves in print, you know, or, or for the first time maybe, or, or seeing themselves now in, in the DC comics universe, potentially for the first time. But can you talk a little bit about like, what is the reception to this book been like, you know, what are the, what are the kinds of things you hear from people? Cause I imagine for some. Readers, I would I would hope they have the opportunity to to check this out and maybe have like I don't know pretty important realizations or or reflections on like actually being represented um, maybe for the first time.
1: Yeah, uh, you know the reception has been awesome. It's really been amazing. It's just so so gratifying, so rewarding. And uh, the one that really uh, sticks out for me is uh, you know one young person that's that's struggling with their identity and and their comment was you know someone someone who actually hears me that you know the the sense that you know the book is echoing echoing what they're what they're going through so yeah that that process of validation and you know this i think the 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 overarching theme of the the, the story is it turns out to be you know i keep trying to write a different story <laughs> And my agent tells me, all your books are about the same thing. It's about being true to who you are. Yeah. And I look back and it's like, yep, yep. Can't get away from it. And even now I'm, I'm working on one that doesn't have anything to do with, with sexuality or sexual orientation or gender identity. And still about, you know, a boy uh, being true to, uh, true to who he is. And so... In terms of this particular story, I, I think, you know, when you mentioned about those parallel tracks between, you know, coming out as gay and coming out as a superhero. I, I think the, the message that, that I hope is conveyed is that, you know, when we can fully be truly, truly, fully be who we are, that that's our superpower, that there's never, ever in the history of the universe ever been anyone else exactly like like us. And that there never will be again and we get this brief window in time to truly be ourselves that you know that's that's our superpower and hopefully that's what what jake jake realizes and and what what readers will will take take for their own lives
0: perfect perfect uh before i let you go and thanks so much for taking the time is there anything uh work coming up or anything else that you would be interested in plugging
1: sure i'll have a, a middle grade coming out in, in february and it's not uh, a a graphic novel or a comic book it's a standard uh, text prose but there is a comic element so uh, it's called uh, the greatest superpower and that'll okay. be out in february
0: good deal good deal all right so we got the greatest superpower coming i recommend uh readers here check out you brought me the ocean this is alex sanchez thanks so much for taking the time To talk to me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Dave. I enjoyed it.